Right, we're almost at the end of the podcast, everyone. It's a sad moment, but I'm delighted to be uh, here with Claire Henderson and Vera Alcantaria. Vera is from NHS England, and Claire is from King's, the Health Service and Population Research Group. Uh, welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, reflections on the day. Um, what do you think we can do to actually make a difference with this agenda now? Vera, do you want to start? Yeah, so um, I only joined for the afternoon session uh, from about 3pm, but... Um, I suppose one of the reasons that I came along today was to talk about how we can uh, join together the outputs from both the Independent Mental Health Act review uh, that I was quite closely involved in, but also the NHS long-term plan that was being developed um, kind of in parallel. Um, so I think one of, one of the really important things to note is that the long-term plan um, has a lot in common with the review in terms of improving access to services and improving the quality of services um, in the context of things like transforming models of crisis care and community mental health care. Um, so I think there's, there's certainly a big opportunity to align the desired um, kind of outcomes from both pieces of work. Um, and what I would say is from an NHS England point of view, a lot of my job at the moment is um, having secured a significant new resource from the long-term plan, so it's $2.3 billion extra per year by 2023-24. Uh, we have a huge job on our hands now to ensure that that money is spent effectively to improve patient care. So uh, a large part of my job will be ensuring that, that money going into CCGs actually reaches the front line uh, and has a demonstrable impact on patient care. So a large part of that is not only supporting CCGs and kind of local systems to, um, to commission new services, to improve the commissioning of their services, but also finding ways to measure that improvement. So not in, just in terms of kind of assurance against particular spend um, and activity, but genuinely trying to encourage them and putting parameters around use of new money that comes from NHS England centrally uh, containing expectations, so clear expectations around what sorts of things that should be spent on. So if we are saying, for example, uh, you know, X system has new monies to improve community mental health kind of pathways or create new models of community mental health care, then we would obviously encourage, um, for example, people with lived experience to be... Uh, heavily involved in co-designing and co-delivering that change um, so not only would we expect to see things like people with lived experience being involved in national evaluations that we might commission but we would put clear expectations that local systems need to involve local populations because there is a general move towards kind of local flexibility and population health needs uh, and obviously we can set expectations set parameters but it will have to be local services and local leaders that take the initiative in doing that. And Claire, if we've got all this new money mm -hmm. and we're looking to reduce detentions with it, I was struck by the fact that we had 10 10-minute presentations today from researchers working at the Policy Research Unit, and a lot of the messages were, we just don't really know very much. That's right. So what do we do? What so do that we was very striking. Um, the da data are not good, um, and I think you know that requires a 
commissioned calls, uh, whole, you know, programs of, of um, research to be done, um, as well as, as I was mentioning, the evaluation of new services and interventions to try and reduce um, rates of detention. And in terms of the kinds of things we need to look at, there's clearly, I think the message from today was a, a broad range, really starting with thinking about not just what are the risk factors for being detained, but what are the risk factors um, and how do we try to prevent them in terms of risk factors for um, developing the kind of, kind of illnesses which make people more at risk for detention, so namely psychosis. Um, and psychosis prevention um, and prevention of the, the risk factors for psychosis I think is something you know, we could really do more about. Um, there are clear um, problems in terms of data as far as national level data um, are concerned uh, in terms of use of the Mental Health Act and, and who's involved um, and in what kind of context does it happen. Um, and, um, and we can also do a lot in terms of um, yeah, developing ways to, to try and uh, reduce rates of detention um, and studying those. And thinking about um, commission research on in this area, I mean, it's been really encouraging that um, the NIHR has has set up this mental health policy research unit and that this is a big topic for that group early on. Do you see this as an area that's really going to get lots of calls for research in, in the next few years? Um, I hope so because clearly there are a number of different areas and approaches to this because you know as, as well as um, like I said the you know evaluating um, new aspects of services um, and interventions to try and reduce um, rates of detention um, as I said, there, there's a whole area of, of work around the things that put people you know, at risk, as it were, from detention. Um, and one very strong theme that came out today um, and is also covered in the, in the review um, is the issue of race and ethnicity. Um, and, and that is something that's you know, hard for people to talk about um, and therefore hard to do you know, good research about. But you know, with, with good stakeholder involvement is something that we really need to look at. Um, using that kind of life course perspective, um, so considering you know children and adolescents and their trajectories into coercive forms of, of care as well as um, detention of adults. Yeah. So I was just going to say, if, if you don't mind me kind of responding to that, so I think the point about psychosis is um, is very important, and I think the we've had a national access and waiting time standard in place for psychosis for a couple of years now. Um, and we want to build on that. So the long-term plan um, kind of commitments around community mental health services include specific areas of care, such as building on the expansion of EIP services to look not only at people um, who, have, who have had a first episode psychosis, but extending to look at people with an at what we call at-risk mental state. Um, so that's the notion of people who are at risk of developing a psychosis and having a first episode. So I think that is just a good kind of small, um, I guess, microcosmic kind of anecdotal example of if we want to really use our resources to create much kind of better, proactive, flexible models of care that seek to genuinely intervene not only at the point of crisis um, when someone has had a first episode but actually are geared up to to kind of preempt it uh, and intervene in a way that stops that crisis episode from happening um, I think that is that is the longer term well kind of medium to longer term goal that that really speaking we want to see and I suppose 
one of the things that's interesting to me is, as somebody who's kind of been working on this nationally for a number of years now is, is kind of winding back to some of the fundamental human kind of questions that we might want to ask. So I completely agree with Claire, and I've been on a bit of a, um, a campaign about national data, especially uh, AMP data, so from approved mental health professionals for a couple of years now. But even just winding back to the, the you know, first principles of asking somebody what kept you well or what would have kept you well or what, what would keep you well, things like that. So Steve Gilbert, um, who was one of the vice chairs of the review, I remember we were in a working group meeting and we were having a general discussion about um, you know, this issue of there is a, a lack of formal evidence around uh, what could help tackle rising rates of detention. And Steve, Steve had, um, people who know Steve will know, he's got a very good quizzical look on his face. Uh, and he kind of said, well, if you, from my perspective, if you had asked me what kept me well, he said it was the fact that my CPN, my community psychiatric nurse, was the same nurse for over three years. Uh, and there were various points at which his CPN had told him, Steve, I think I'm going to have to move on uh, because the trust want to move me somewhere else. Uh, and Steve said that led to him basically deteriorating and being very close to crisis point on a number of occasions. Um, each time he was fortunate enough to have his CPN come back and say she wasn't actually moving on uh, and he was able to get through his period of probable crisis that he genuinely believes would have probably led him having to go back into hospital. So as much as I completely endorse the idea of we need data, and this, you know, this is something that NHS England is pushing very hard, specifically on the NHS side, but at the same time we need to find ways to, to really drill down into the, the basic kind of fundamental questions that we want to ask people with lived or living experience of these problems. Anything final, Claire, to add? Um, yes, just in, in terms of you know, thinking about the uh, couple of recommendations that have um, been accepted in principle already. Um, one that was talked about a lot today was um, the advanced choice documents based on the previous work on advanced statements and, and joint crisis planning. Um, and um, and so I have a, a vested interest in, in this whole area because my PhD was about joint crisis plans and then I worked on a, a larger study. Um, so, so this is obviously very exciting for me and I really hope we get to a point where we can... Um, talk to a, you know, a broad range of people about, you know, so we're going to have these ad advanced choice documents, how are we going to implement them in a way that really works because it's one thing to do a trial and show reduction in uh, detention for people who've experienced um, you know, at least one admission before um, but um, how are we going get, to get it to work in practice um, is, is a, a key issue for me and, and what I hope to work on Great Thank you both for sticking around to the very end uh, and for sharing your thoughts with me. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you.